0: Signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici.
1: The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores! amazing, sensational,
0: dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has big game. Go so crazy, for. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is West Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the boogie-woogie man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are
1: you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Okay, let's do it! You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson.
2: Monday here on the program. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. Baker team hotline's open 639 4900. Text line 744 2990. Rick at New River Radio. If you want to communicate in any way, shape, or form, we'd like to hear from you coming out of the weekend. NCAA brackets are out. As are the NIT brackets and the CBI. We'll let you know about all the local teams, where we're headed. Get your thoughts on that. Marva at uh, 7.05 from Miami. And then Kim um, Thomas scheduled from the Tech Lunch Pail at 8.35. Let's go right to the Baker Team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this?
0: Rick, it's Big Al in How
2: are you? I am good,
0: Big Al. How are you doing, man? Good. Things I wanted to bring up early this morning. Yes, sir. Number one, don't know if you caught it. Saturday night at 10 o'clock, they had a uh, Saturday night live rerun with Selma Hyde. I thought you'd be interested in that. Oh, really? No, I missed that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Ooh. Um, it was a 2003 episode in which she was featured and did the monologue. Oh, wow. Two thousand three. Yep. Huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sure you saw the score with Radford and John Marshall this weekend. I did. I did. Unfortunately, Did a little reading concerning uh, Richmond City Schools. They have an, I think they call it open enrollment. Mm-hmm. So they allow any student to go to any school in Richmond. And from a, just kind of curious where that concept comes from as it relates to education versus sports because uh, what we witnessed this weekend is not good for sports, in my opinion. It's not. It is not.
2: It's been that way for a little while now with them, and it's up to the VHSL to regulate this. And whether they will or not uh, is very doubtful, but I was really uh, happy to see Coach Cormody speak out against it during the uh, post-game press conference. That thing went viral over the weekend, and I think he made some very, uh, you know, very nice points. This is beyond winning or losing a basketball game. It's just what's right and what's not right.
0: Did you happen to catch the um, SEC championship game uh, Sunday? I did not. I did not. I did not watch the whole thing, but I happened to flip over to it for a few minutes. And um, Texas A&M, one of their strategies was to try to take some charges against Alabama because Mm -hmm. of how aggressive they are. And one of the announcers pointed out that the players in the SEC are just bigger, faster, and more physical, and it makes it difficult for the referees to make accurate calls on the fly, <laughs> and that the SEC was a power league, unlike the ACC that was a finesse league. <laughs> so I found that to be a real interesting comment.
2: Well, of course, it's ESPN, right? I mean, come on. I mean, SEC Network's owned by ESPN. Wherever I don't know where the game was. I guess it was probably on one of the big ESPNs. I'm not sure, but not surprised at all. I mean, they're, gonna, uh, they're always going to pump up what their main moneymaker is, right?
0: Yeah, I just—I found that interesting. They were still in shade at one conference while they are showing the conference championship with another one. But of course, it doesn't seem to be any new neutrality in sports anymore.
2: No, they don't have that contract, so they have to—you know—they're going to you know, they're gonna diss the leagues they don't have the contract about, and they're going to pump up the ones they do. Right? That's what they do.
0: Apparently so. All right, you have a good day.
2: Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. Yeah, the situation with Radford High School—very uh, unfortunate that John Marshall. Is allowed. That whole thing has got to be looked at. The VHSL not doing what it's in place to do, um, which is regulate its sports. And I think that is uh, probably, you know, one of the biggest things that is, continues to be frustrating with me is that people in the position of power, regardless of what you're talking about, seldom, especially today, seldom do their job. Because they're so afraid of other things, right? Whether it be litigation, whether it be being canceled, the creation of what we've got going on right now, in many ways, that it has just trickled down from the real world into sports. I mean, it's 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 all about political posturing and so forth. But it's not good to see, and it's not just what happened to Radford High School. It's what happened to every team that played John Marsh. It goes beyond. Um, just uh, Radford High School. And the only people who aren't going to back this or are going to be um, okay with it are the people who benefit, and that's uh, John Marshall, that school system. But it is a troubling thing um, that's going on. I mean, the game's not competitive at all. That's a different, uh, a different topic, but it's not what the VHSL, it's not what high school um, sports is supposed to be about. Right? And I think it's just a a continued, once again, just a continued example of the fish rotting from the head as dad told me many, many years ago. Uh, It's just the way it is. The people who get paid make decisions will seldom make the right decision. And that's just fact. Like, for instance, today, right, we had very little snow activity in the New River Valley. I wake up and all the schools are delayed. A lot of the schools are delayed. I came in at 415, 430, everything bone dry. I mean, there's no, there's nothing on the roads, there's nothing remotely making the roads scary in any way, shape, or form. But yet, hey, any opportunity to delay school, they're going to delay school. All right? As soon as I saw the forecast, I said, oh, they're not going to have school on Monday or they're going to delay it, regardless of what happens. Sure enough, in Reiner yesterday, the, 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 uh, the weather stopped about 9, actually. I mean, I had nothing on my grass by midday. It was all gone. There was Nothing but just melted off. I mean, it started out, if it would have stayed consistent, yeah, maybe we would have gotten an inch or two. But we didn't even get a trace, really, in Reiner. Which is why Reiner is the finest place on there. But very happy for Coach Corman. I'm glad he was able to say some things that a lot of other people are probably too afraid to say. He's not. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been in 11 state championships, and that's not what the student-athlete experience is supposed to be with what John Marshall is allowed to do right now. Paying players. Those players were paid, and it's just not the way it's supposed to be. And you can disagree. That's fine. If you disagree, I'd like to hear your reasoning behind it. But, nonetheless, uh, it is a big story today, and everybody kind of knew how the result was going to go, and it went like everybody thought it was going to. They did to Radford what they had done to every other school that they had steamrolled through because they have, what, four or five Division I committed players, and they're playing in a in a classification that they don't belong. But... Nobody seems to care. Nobody seems who has the power to make some changes will do anything about it. And that's the problem with today's so-called <coughs> leadership in various, in various um, positions of power. I mean, anything that's wrong where you work, anything that's wrong with these sports organizations, anything that's wrong with politics, it's usually the person in charge. You can trace it back to the top. It's not the folks, it's not the worker bees like you and I. It's not the folks who are trying to do the best we can because we have to put food on the table. It's the people who are fat and happy and benefit from decisions financially, whatever other means they may do it, something that's protective, something that's safe. And, and that's, that's what's ruling the world right now. Self-interest is always, I guess, to some, um, to some degree, been the the biggest decision, but we used to have a time when people made decisions, which was what was best for the people, that was best for the communities they serve, right, that had common sense, that had moral ground. All these things have been thrown out the window, and we see it now. It's just going on politically today. I mean, look at the strife over the weekend. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, yet the media will not uh, say a whole lot about it because, you know, it's politics that they favor and this is where we are today in this world people don't want to open their eyes and when you see what happens with radford high school and all those uh, players and all those other teams and what john marshall and they're proudly they're sitting there taking all these pictures as if what they did is actually an accomplishment they should be embarrassed everybody in that whole school district everybody at the vhsl i mean it should you should just be embarrassed it's just embarrassing Put them in a private school. Put them in a different type of classification. If you're going to allow them to have the kind of enrollment as Al just talked about, if you're going to allow them to pay players, if you're going to allow them to to do all these things, you're going to have to move them out of this classification. All right, You can't have it both ways, or you shouldn't be able to have it both ways. But, hey, that's not the way the world works today. Common sense and what's right seldom gets uh, a lot paid attention to. In any event, I digress. we got a lot to get to today. The Tech women do indeed get a number one seed. We'll talk about that. They'll host a couple of games in Blacksburg, and we'll get into all that. Um, Also, we will get into the men's bracket. Who's in? Who's out? Were there some surprises? The ACC did indeed just get five. I was a little surprised. Right? Right? And... North Carolina, oh my goodness gracious, Twitter went nuts over North Carolina boldly issuing a statement that we are not going to the NIT. And the way it came across was if they were saying the NIT is just not something that North Carolina basketball wants to waste its time with. Virginia Tech gets an NIT bid. They'll be traveling to Cincinnati. A lot of people are upset about that. They thought Tech should host. I know they wanted to host. And Radford University will be playing Tarleton State out of Texas in their opening round game of the CBI next Sunday. So we'll get into all that. A lot of basketball obviously dominating today's news. Just getting started for another week. Marva and Tim Thomas a little bit later on. We'll be back.
1: Miss something? Oh, you missed that? here it is. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anytime. Yeah, we missed you so much. Available wherever you get your podcasts. BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD.
2: Love is a burning thing and it makes A fiery ring Alright, 25 minutes past the hour A lot going on here on this uh, Monday I hope you handled the uh, losing an hour of sleep okay yesterday Everybody made a big deal out of that, but the day flowed fairly well 639-4900, call us up, 744-2990 on the text line Um... We do have our March Madness Basketball Bracket Challenge up and running. We've got it done in a couple of ways here. You can find it on our uh, Facebook page, by the way. I have the link. I made one just for us to have fun with, um, for the men and the women. You can find it again on the Facebook page. Facebook,
1: the electric friendship generator. Doing
2: a women's bracket, of course, to celebrate Virginia Tech being a number one seed. So jump in. You can find the links uh, there on uh, on the page. Also, you can go to WRADRadio.com. Now, this is the big bracket in terms of all the great stuff that you can win. Uh, If you finish in the top ten, you get a $25 McAdoo's gift certificate. If you come in first place, the grand prize is a brand-new 55-inch 4K smart TV worth $77 billion. Well, Maybe not that expensive, but in other words, it's a really nice item. Uh, the deadline to submit your picks is Thursday, the 16th at noon before the first game. Now, you don't have to worry about the first four games. Those are in the brackets already, but again, you have to have them done before noon. That's the same thing with the, uh, the brackets that we have there on the page if you want to join the show version. You can get all the details about the Basketball Bracket Challenge right now at WRADradio.com. It's brought to you by Badcock Home Furniture and more, and of course, us here at BDST. So register at WRADradio.com, fill in your bracket there, and also do the one we have separate for you on our uh, Facebook page right now. Oh, I better turn this down here. Yeah, did you hear that? No, Marva, you're not eligible to win uh, the tv much like your basketball team wasn't eligible to participate
0: <laughs>
2: oh sorry sorry <laughs> uh was going to be very angry that i just said that but hey it's it's facts it's science it's science <laughs> Uh here's a text message. Wonder what it costs UNC and NIL to miss the NCAA. Shouldn't be that much of a difference year to year. Honestly, sounds like some players got paid and checked out. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. This just in. That's clearly what happened with this Carolina team. Yeah. But the statement was really it just came across as uh They didn't get a lot of good reaction, especially from Carolina fan, about that statement that Hubert Davis put out yesterday to end the speculation early. And I got a feeling, I don't know, I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling that the fact that Carolina um, turned down an NIT bid benefited Tech. It had to. Because you look at the ACC teams and what what they like to do and what they don't like to do in terms of loading up. But Virginia Tech, where are they here on this bracket? Are traveling to Cincinnati. We had, of course, Clemson make it. And I don't know if they offered Wake Forest or not. But Tech is in. Liberty gets a three seed, by the way, and they're hosting Villanova. Tech fan mad because they're not hosting. Um, But a lot of that has to do with the NCAA they're hosting as well. I mean, there's a lot going on, a lot of prep you have to get done. But Virginia Tech is um, not participating in the NCAA tournament, but they did make the NIT, and we'll see how they do. If they are able to beat Cincinnati, you have the winner of Rutgers, who's the number one seed, um, and Hofstra in the other game. It's NIT Madness. Go get involved in the brackets, WRDRadio.com. You'll find it there. You can also link it or find the link on our Facebook page. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I hope you're well, wherever you might be. Again, the NCAA bracket does not include Marva's North Carolina Tar Heels. Stay with us. More coming up.
0: Picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees.
2: All right, it's 25 minutes uh, before the top of the hour. Call us up, 639-4900, 744-2990 on the text line. Rick at New River Radio. Anything that might be on your mind, we would uh, like to hear from you here on the very busy Monday as we're looking at all the things that uh, pertain to our uh, basketball teams and, and where we're headed. Virginia Tech women, of course, get a number one overall seed. Um, and they deserve it. We knew that was going to happen, right? We we said that was going to happen. And sure enough, they are in. And it's very exciting for them. Very happy for them. They get Chattanooga. They got the uh, number one seed in the Seattle region. So they were the number three seed overall. Southern Cal and South Dakota State also coming to Blacksburg. So um, first games will be on the 17th. Let me look this up because, you know, So today's Monday, (laughs) so I guess that would be Friday. Yeah, Friday and then uh, the 19th, 17th and 19th, because you expect Tech to take care of Chattanooga, and then they'd get the winner of the 8-9 game between USC and South Dakota State. I would guess those games will come close to selling out if they don't. So, it's going to be very interesting to see. Stanford got uh, the number one seed. Uh, The other Seattle – they did it in two regions. And they're trying to shore up attendance um, throughout the tournament. It's a little skewed, obviously. This is why you have few upsets in the first couple rounds, usually in the women's tournament, because you get the host, right? You're at home. South Carolina, the number one overall seed, Indiana, to join Tech and Stanford. But uh, uncharted waters for Tech women's basketball – We had Kenny Brooks on the show um, last week. And, um, you know, this is not unexpected whatsoever. Now they have to roll up their sleeves and get back to work. And we'll see how it all plays out for the ladies. But it's good news. Good news for them. As they um, get ready to embark on what they hope will be a long, long run into Maybe the final four. I don't know. Could they do it? Sure. Why not? Why not? Absolutely they could do it. We'll talk about um, the NCAA bracket. We'll break it down. We have all week to break it down. Um, The West, I think, is clearly the toughest of all the regions. Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, and UConn. That's your top four seeds in the West. Now, that's... Kind of a murderer's row. Alabama's got Arizona as a number two, then Baylor and Virginia gets a number four in the South region. Purdue, number one, Marquette, number two, followed by Kansas State and Tennessee. The East comes across to me as the easiest of the regions. And then the Midwest, you have Houston, the number one, then Texas who closed very strongly. Xavier's a three, which kind of surprises me a little. Indiana's a four. So the Midwest and the East are the easiest. I think the West is the toughest, followed by the South, just looking at it. But we'll get into it, and just good luck, have fun making your picks. The last several years, I got to be honest, I haven't necessarily – um, fretted over it too much. You know, I just look at it and go. Because <laughs> you spend all this time on it, you think you're doing all this research, and then it ends up, who won your, who won your bracket league? Um, there was a 12-year-old girl who did it strictly by the mascot she liked, and she won it going away. That happened one year. Or maybe school colors, uniform matchups. Because in this tournament... You just never really know um, how it's all going to play out. And the hot teams at the end of the year sometimes carry that over, and then sometimes teams that struggled get a reprieve. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but it feels like to me, just looking at it on the surface, that Duke is underseeded as a five. All right? Um, By the way, you heard it here before the tournament that, you know, I told you Duke was going to win the ACC tournament, right? Told you that several times. And they did. They got on a roll toward the end of the season, and it carried through. And – I would not be surprised. Now, they've got a tough matchup. Oral Roberts is a 30-win team. I've watched them play twice. They're really good. Not an ideal 5-12. And that's the thing the committee has kind of messed up the last couple of years. Because there are a lot of times you would be looking at some of the matchups in a 5-12, and you'd want that team to go further. Sometimes they – Put teams that you would like to pick upsetting in other seeds. Like for instance, in the South, you got San Diego State and Charleston. Now Charleston's going to be a hot 12 seed. People are going to move in advance. Um, Duke, Oral Roberts in the East, Saint Mary's and VCU. Here's a prime example of what I'm talking about. I don't understand. Um, VCU is absolutely a team that people want to move through the bracket. Also, St. Mary's is a team you'd like to move through the bracket. They shouldn't be playing in a 5-12. Give those teams an opportunity to breathe a little bit. Let them have a chance. Instead of knocking them off, it's almost as if the committee wants to eliminate any kind of Cinderella run. Right? Miami and Drake is the other 5-12. And, you know, Miami, if they're on, they're dangerous. Drake is a very underrated team. But I don't like the fact that San Diego State, Charleston, one of those is going to lose. And I really don't like the St. Mary's VCU matchup. Like, you'd like to see that 5 seed, for instance, be a Power 5 representative to take on VCU. Right? But that's not the case. I would have much rather have seen a 6 seed there, make that a 6 and 11. But it is what it is. Um, Virginia's got a tough matchup with Bob Ritchie's Furman Paladins. Watch out, Virginia, by the way. Getting a lot of questions. How in the world is Duke behind Virginia? I don't know. I just don't know. Um, Maryland, West Virginia, in an 8 9 game. The other 8 9 games, Memphis and Florida Atlantic. That's in the east. That uh, West Virginia Maryland game's in the south. Arkansas, Illinois in the west. Iowa and Auburn in the midwest. NC State which was supposedly maybe on the outside looking in, not only got in, they got in safely. They got an 11 seat. Taking on Creighton. That surprised me a little bit. But Virginia getting a four really surprised me over Duke. I mean, Duke won the tournament. And I don't know what it says about how much they really pay attention to these weekend tournaments or not. I don't know. And then they get on and they talk about their qualifications, about who got in, who didn't, seeding and so forth. And people were thinking Carolina was way out, yet we find out at the end when they interviewed um, the gentleman from the committee that Carolina was one win away from qualifying. And all they had was the one quad victory. So – When we're told that they don't pay attention to the tradition of a school, the reputation of a school, then they're not being truthful. They're not being truthful. Most surprising ACC omission was uh, Clemson 23 wins. They get the NIT. They beat NC State. The reason I think that these tournaments don't matter, they beat NC State in the ACC tournament like a drum, yet NC State is in as an 11 seed. That surprises me a little bit. But I know it's not an easy job for the committee. I get it. But – They have a lot of inconsistencies. There you go. That's the best way to say it. A lot of inconsistencies with the qualifications they use, right? And I agree with Wayne. They wanted to have Carolina in so badly. I mean, they it shows you, it highlights Carolina's failure that they were going to do whatever it took to try to get Carolina in there. Right? I mean, it was. They wanted Carolina in there to the point to where they had them as one went away because of the high profile of the school. Let's just be honest about it. And people may not like to hear that, but then they'll deny it. But Carolina is a blue blood. The blue bloods get the benefit of the doubt more often than not. And when you're a blue blood, that's going to happen. And Carolina was given every opportunity to play their way in to win one more game. They were given every opportunity, and they couldn't get it done. And then they deny the NIT. And I think that's what made a lot of people angry, the whole NIT situation, Um, because when – you start to look at – it's one thing to quietly turn it down and say, no, we just decided not to play. And clearly that means Hubert Davis left it up to these players who just didn't give a damn. They didn't give a damn all year because they got paid, and now they're going to move on and didn't want to, quote, waste their time in the NIT. And, you know, we had this questioning last week, and, and Tech fan, for the most part, You wanted Tech to play in this event, and they're going to. As a matter of fact, they are so eager to play in it, they bid on hosting. Didn't get the bid, but they tried to host. And Carolina decides, you know, to not take their bid. And they may have been the first team that was asked. Probably, I would say, they probably were the first team that was asked to come to NIT. Now that we know how closely... The NCAA had them for making the tournament, but I know it's it's a tough job. I don't have any I don't have any of these takeaways like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. I, you know, it, bracket looks fine to me. I guess Oklahoma State might be the only other team that has an argument, but they lost 15 games. Regular season supposed to mean something, right? But in any event. We'll get into it. We'll break it down all week. Tech women, favorable uh, matchup in the first round. Uh, The bracket's not the easiest in the world for them. UConn's the number two in the Seattle bracket. Just looking ahead, because I think Tech's going to win a lot of games. Ohio State is the three, and then you have Tennessee, the four. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't think it matters. I think you're just playing the NCAA tournament. You keep playing your game. You're protected in the first couple of rounds, all your top seeds, because you get the host. Again, it's why you seldom see a number one seed, not make the Sweet 16 on the women's side. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there aren't a lot of upsets pre-Sweet 16 from the number one seeds because you're playing in your home building. You're playing in your home building. And that makes a big, big difference. Absolutely does. That's why UConn was so successful. They got to play not only the first two rounds, but they got to play regionals. They got to play – I got protected so many years. It's just – and, it's again, it's about attendance. It's about getting people to come to the games. So I understand the quandary of it. I really do. Um, And, by the way, the Radford Highlanders will be playing down in Daytona Beach. And we will be on air broadcasting the games from Daytona Beach. First game comes up on Saturday. No, check that, on Sunday. (laughs) You know, Saturday, Sunday. We play Tarleton State on Sunday. Tarleton State. They're in the Texas A&M University system. They are the Texans. Billy Gillespie. Remember Billy Gillespie? Billy Gillespie's the head coach at Tarleton State. They're all purple. They're in Stephenville, Texas. Now, if they had not done this tournament, they are the seven seed. 16 teams in the uh, CBI. We are leaving Friday. Playing Sunday at 3.30. We'll be on the air at 3 o'clock. Radford and Tarlington State. First time ever. For the Highlanders taking on Tarlington State. They lost to Utah Valley in the WAC. They're in the WAC, by the way. WAC Conference. So, Radford will have interesting matchup there. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know a whole lot about Tarlington State, at least yet, but I will. Any event, So you can follow the Highlanders throughout. By the way, Flow Sports carries that term. It means you have to pay for every game. It's just crazy. It's like 20 bucks a game or something like that. So listen to us. All right, we're back. To wrap up our number
1: one, he won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. Now, listen to me, you smooth talking son of a. More big dog sports talk next on WRAD.
2: Tell me about it, Steve. Knowing
1: how I yeah. made you feel and I should have been gone.
2: Yeah, no doubt. You were gone from After Journey.
1: all your of steel.
2: All right, wrapping up hour number one. Again, the uh, basketball tournament is here, so go join uh, all of our brackets. WRDRadio.com is the one you can win the gift certificates and the big TV. 55-inch 4K smart TV. We're also doing it through our BDST uh, fan community on our Facebook page. You can go find the links there for the men's and women's tournament. The men's tournament is posted pinned to the top. You can also find the uh, women's link
0: there Peace as well. The electric
2: and we'll have uh, other generator. things to give away, gift certificates, T-shirts, stuff like that. And that's basically for bragging rights, right? Uh, I think it was Pauly who won our bowl challenge convincingly. I guarantee you we're going to have a peep or two or three or four It's going to have amazing brackets, only one bracket per tournament. We do one and out, baby. Yeah, one and out. We don't want this multiple bracket crap. Come on, that's no way to do it. But anyway, go to WRDRadio.com, go to the Bracket Challenge, Basketball Bracket Challenge, a 55-inch 4K smart TV, again, valued at 700 million dollars. (laughs) So you have to have your picks in Thursday at noon before the first game. So you have a few days to study and get this thing done. WRADradio.com. We want to thank Badcock Home Furniture and more and uh, all the folks here. Well, that's me here on BDS2. All right. Hour one's in the book. Hour two coming up. Marva in Miami. We'll have to see how excited she is for the Carolina Tar Heels postseason matchup. Oh, oh, oh. Kim Thomas in hour three. We'll be back for hour two. Miss Marva's next.